Welcome to the Custom Culture Rodcast, brought to you by Car Culture Deluxe and Old School Rods Magazine. Welcome, everybody, to the Custom Culture Rodcast, brought to you by Car Culture Deluxe and Old School Rod Magazines. I know you guys all just heard that in my intro, but I always like doing it again, so I don't care. I'm sitting here with Murpho and the real Mrs. Murphy, Charlie Murphy. How are y'all? What doing up? Doing great, doing Deuce. Good. How you doing, brother? I'm doing well. We are also here with Jamie Brains, a, feature, mm-hmm. a featured columnist. Column, <sighs> say it. I can't. I can't. You've made it. Col- made it. Right. I can't say it. Four own magazines <laughs> called the Rock and, Ro- Rock and Roll High School, and she also has her radio program up in Dallas, the Rockabilly Review. Jamie, please put a bullet in my head and help me. <laughs> I shall not. I will give you a hug instead. God, Jamie, what's that. happening, girl? Hey, um, uh, cool things are happening today. Yeah, um, I've got a hold of a. a, a old school predecessor musician i've been trying to find hunt down for the last couple months and i got a call from him this morning and i'm so excited because that means cool content coming up for the uh, column nice. and so i'm super stoked about that kind of geeking out geeking out a little bit <laughs> as usual Awesome. Hey, I want to do, do a quick shout out right quick. Our last episode. If you haven't heard it, be sure you check in. It was with Chad Strope from uh, Lucky Tramp Customs out in Florida, man. It is a fantastic show. That was a fun. He's a that good was dude. awesome. Yeah, he's a, a really cool good guy. dude. Man, that was fun. And yeah. tonight. And tonight. And tonight. We <laughs> are very lucky to have our guest tonight is Mosh. Yes. She is a burlesque performer right. and pinup model, model a gymnast um she's amazing amazing mm-hmm. and she is on the sports co- enthusiast too right sports enthusiast <laughs> yes. too yes i believe oh, she's I into horse that. riding i think she yeah she's on the cover of car culture <laughs> deluxe number 105 mosh are you there I am. Yes. Holy Hi. Cow. I could not screw hey, this Mosh. thing up more. <laughs> He's so nervous. God, oh my gosh, please don't be. I actually do. It's funnier that way. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to be the first kind of jump in here because I have a copy of the magazine right here with yeah. Miss Moss on the cover. And this is um, really a good cover because to me because uh, Miss Charlie shot it on the other side of the camera. And we did something really different with this cover than what we've been doing um, for a while here. We've been mm-hmm. kind of pulled out with a full car shot right. and have the model kind of separated from the car. And we did kind of the opposite. We got right in to Masha's face, so to speak, here. And mm-hmm. we pulled in on the car and we're just running the chop, dude. And look at the well, lit up the ghost sh- flames yeah. on the door. This is a strong, strong cover that we're super proud of. And we just want to say thank you, Mosh, for for helping us put this together. Oh, mm -hmm. Oh, God. Thank you, guys. No, I loved it. I love working with Charlie. The car is gorgeous. My God. No, everything was wonderful. Wonderful. Well, we made... I love the shot in the trunk. That is so cool. I know. That That is is super cute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love the the the, the play with the with all the, the, the feathers. Yeah, yeah. That's just an homage to the the burlesque shows with the feather dancing yeah. and whatnot. Mosh, it's do you beautiful. use those in some of your performances? Those ones that you are shooting with in the that boa that has its own zip code. Yeah, yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were talking about this last time, and the boys didn't realize that you were nude under that. And I was like, no, dude. <laughs> She was nude, and they were like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah," and they were like, "We didn't even notice." Well, <laughs> we, yeah, so no, I'm professional. Um, well, uh, yeah, we were in the middle of a parking lot, and uh, you know, we had to Do bang it. it out, so to speak. Yeah. And so, you know, to keep things rolling, you just, you just, you know, 
it's much quicker when you got nothing underneath. Right. <laughs> so, so, you know, it, we really got lucky too with this shoot because the location was really, really cool. And, Perfect. you know, during COVID, everything was kind of shut down. The It was a, a restaurant venue that was kind of abandoned, you know, or shut down for COVID. And so there was nobody mm-hmm. around, dude. It was like nobody Perfect. was out really and really easy and for us to go there. And we got done right before the cops rolled up too. Because as soon as Mosh left, the cops came. Oh. <laughs> what? Yeah. For what? <laughs> they were, I think the lady that was, remember there was a lady that rolled by that was like yelling at us for like trying to figure out what the car was. And I think she I think was, Casey had words with her. Or yeah, something. Casey yeah. had words with her. And then, and then I think she called the cops on us. <laughs> oh, wow. They wouldn't tell me the name of that car. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, how dare yeah. they? How dare they? <laughs> They're shooting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we we, we got done I had just no in idea. time. Yeah, no. Oh my god. Just oh, in time. Well, uh literally because the last shot I believe was underneath underneath that boa and that would have been yeah. Well, I don't know. Could have maybe had benefited or not. I Put your hands in the pop. air. Wait, they, wait. They, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would have wrapped up for some really good publicity, you know. Right. Mosh oh. taking one for the team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the first time. <laughs> that dress on here is. That dress, too. I. Beautiful. That's something that she's performed in for a long time, too. How long, how many, how many years have you performed with that costume? Oh, uh, I think it was built in 2017. Yeah. So maybe, maybe 2016. I can't fully remember. Uh, so yeah, it's been a, a few it's years. Been a few years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And what act yeah. do you usually do that with? Do you have like a certain act you do it with, or? You know, it's the act where they call the manager and they hire me and they give me money. That one, as a, as a as a costume slowly bald. So every every couple of months, depending on how many shows there are, we have to string a new set of glass beads on it because yeah. of the amount it just shed. So yeah, Gareth Sparrow built that for me. It's based off of um, a mixture of a Gypsy Rosalie and a Jean Harlow uh, oh, dress. Wow. So, yeah, gorgeous. yeah, yeah. It's a good. Thank you. How heavy is it? Because it's um, a fully beaded dress. Yeah, I wouldn't want to wear like, that thing. It's fringe beads. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like between twenty-five and thirty-five yeah. pounds. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she's got to hold her poses, guys. On top of that, work out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that builds a deeper level of appreciation for the art. Like holding those poses and that wow. Yeah. Good on you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh the workout's good. All right, so much. Tell us a little bit about your background. We mentioned the burlesque, we mentioned the modeling, but go from the beginning and kinda of tell you tell your story up till today. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, uh, the family moved to the States and, uh, my parents are both master, uh, coaches. So, uh, in gymnastics. So, uh, that's where I began collecting my skill set, I guess. And so I did that and I was a cheerleader for a long time. I rode horses and did stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, about uh, 13, I came across John Willie images, which is like our kind of modern day godfather of fetish attire fetish looks fetish the idea of fetishism and uh yeah thanks to google i came across (laughs) basically all all kinds of things uh leading from that and uh i joined model mayhem when i was 
still in high school, I posed for uh, my friends who were in like a camera club or took, you know, uh, photography classes. And uh, yeah, and I just started growing portfolio from there. And that was that. And here we are. Fortunate enough to have her on CKD 105 Absolutely. on the cover. And I don't know if you all have seen this yet, because I want everybody to go out and take a look at this magazine. I, I would imagine you've been featured in print media many, many times in the past. Do you remember the first time that you were featured in, in print in a, in a magazine? I had this horrible haircut. This, uh, <laughs> it was uh, someone in my hometown was, had a, worked at like a hair salon and they had some kind of in with like a hair company or something, hair, hair magazine. And they're like, oh, we're going to, we're going to style your hair, we're going to photograph it and that's it. And uh, yeah, I had this like kind of mom manager haircut a bit <laughs> with like these two long fronts that were bleached. That was like my first like... I had like this copper hair with these two long fronts that were bleached and I didn't know how to take care of them. I didn't know you had to do like multiple layers of roots when I got like a, went to the grocery store and got like a bleach touch up kit. So it wouldn't look horrible. And I just did the top part and, and it looked terrible. It looked worse. Like it was terrible. And then shortly thereafter, I decided I'm going to go to a professional and just have them bleach the whole thing out. <laughs> it just looked, it looked, it was ridiculous. Yeah, the guy was super nice, great photographer, but that was, that was, that was my first, I was printed in that magazine. I hope nobody has a copy. Did you keep Do blonde you... ever since? Yeah. Yeah. Since then. Yeah. 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 That's Were you a brunette? Yes. Blonde. No. Yes. I'm well, dirty, dirty blonde. Yeah. Dirty. I was always a blonde. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm a... always dirty blonde. <laughs> oh, they're well, was there a magazine that you did like when when later on where you looked at it and went, man, this is this is this is cool. I've made it. Uh, yeah, there was this image that um, it was like a close up of my face that was I think on a Photoshop magazine, and that image was really cool. It was reworked by a couple of different artists, and so it was this big like print of my face on a Photoshop magazine based in France. And then someone got a hold of it and it got pirated onto the, this like fabric and it was everywhere in all Chinatowns across the U.S. Oh, like my no. face printed on pants, on underwear, boxer shorts. It was like a whole, uh, I was like, that, that's when I, I, was, I made it. I, <laughs> having your image pirated by Chinatown, Chinatowns across the nation, it's great. That's so. awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm on some kid's trunks. I made it. Look at that. I made it. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. Someone sent me that uh, photo of it, like, from Australia. I'm like, man, I've really gone far. I'm <laughs> all the you, way in Australia. She's also done um, music videos, like, with Smashing Pumpkins and a lot of, other bands i'm trying to remember off the top of my head i can't i had my list but they moved my phone so it didn't mess with audio <laughs> but you, what all music videos and and music artists have you worked with uh nick 13 um from tiger army uh i did uh corn pink i did a couple of others that i can't remember off the top of my head as well but um so cool. Pop, is the latest guys that i got to work with that are they're just fantastic to collaborate with so neat. What 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 do you think was your favorite one to work with? I loved working with Pink. Pink is a she's so sweet. I know. I love Pink. So talented. No, she's. I mean, I I she's just such a kind human being mm -hmm. and uh, very talented, obviously. And mm -hmm. so I loved working with her. Although it, they rained blood upon me, and my hair was pink for a, quite a long time, so it wasn't exactly my 
<laughs> my favorite outcome at the end of the shoot, but it was well worth it. Uh, yeah. But what I really loved doing was um, first introduction to Smashing Pumpkins was they were doing a, a re- their reunion tour and they were doing they were going all out on the live visuals and they recorded all this footage. And I got to be one of the leads for it. And so going to the the concert at like the forum and seeing my face, uh, not quite as big as like my print in Chinatown, but like, like, (laughs) but but pretty, pretty, yeah, close second. (laughs) No, it was like, like 10, like 10, you know, 10 times the size of that, like behind Smashing Pumpkins playing. I was like, yeah, look at that big head of mine. Uh, (laughs) It was pretty good. Yeah, that was, that was, I love the visuals. Um, Linda Strawberry did the visuals on that. Uh, Just did a phenomenal job. It it was so beautiful. Camera work was incredible. Um, That was, probably like a highlight of that one of my career highlights for sure so cool with covid like i know with covid like things have been like well there's no performing um i know things are slowly opening back up in california when do you think you will be up and performing again are you already performing Uh, i skipped out into uh, new york a couple of weeks ago because they had uh, more shows going on there and i've been doing some private events that are um if you've been vaccinated, mm-hmm. they're, they're, you know, it's like one of those events where like everybody has to show their card. I have no idea how they're checking up on this stuff, but yeah. um, so everybody's vaccinated, you, get, you can come to this event. So, um, so I've been doing a couple of those, uh, but most of my performing usually doesn't happen in LA. It's usually, I'm usually shipped out. Right like a parcel elsewhere Mm -hmm. usually like to europe or uh the east coast strangely enough but that's just kind of what winds up happening that's so cool mosh when you go like to the store you know to barnes and noble or you're traveling like somewhere and you see yourself in print like on a cover or something like what 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 does that do what does that feel like like when you just kind of see yourself out there like that it's um I enjoy more of the process and working with the team and the outcome right. of the images and I love the image almost more than it being in the actual print not because it's it's not this incredible opportunity or this amazing you know outcome you know it's a big deal getting on print especially in 2021 you mm-hmm. know uh, it's it's just uh, you know print is getting fewer and fewer and it's really nice seeing it on an actual piece of paper that you get to physically hold you know a copy of yourself but um but it's just kind of like I look at it and because I know it's such a team effort it's like oh we all did an amazing job you know right so it's like I don't I, I have a hard time looking and going like oh my like I'm on this cover look you know <laughs> it's a bit it's a it'll be a bit odd to me so it's just kind of like I'm just proud of the everybody's efforts just to you know just the, the, the companies maintaining these, yeah, the companies that are keeping the magazine in print, in this case, car, you know, Car Culture Deluxe, and, uh, you know, it's just like, you know, you're just kind of proud of the other people involved in it, first and foremost, for my for myself, and then, I, you know, I'm kind of like, I'm cherry on top, <laughs> but, <laughs> but everybody else is like the meat and potatoes and the cake and everything, you know, yeah. to make it, to give me that space right on, you know, just to kind of be that little thing on top, like, okay, it's in my little little bit so it's nice speaking on egos like in the scene like how do you like back like i know burlesque like there's so much cattiness and and even in the pinup scene there's so much cattiness like why do you think it is the way it is in the scene why do you think women in the scene are just so unsupportive of each other at times poor leadership partially um 
those that are kind of um, held up as the queens per se, I think they don't necessarily give off a, a great example. Um, and it just kind of breeds a very strange atmosphere because if you yourself are very awkward in your existence, you're, you know, you're, you're not uh, self-confident in its entirety. You're not appreciative of the people that gave you your platform in the first place. You're not appreciative of the people you, you borrowed from to make yourself the entity that you are today. Uh, you kind of have this awkwardness that's really uh, difficult to hide. And so, you know, girls pick up on that and then they kind of see the actions that those people take mm -hmm. and they mimic them because they think that might be what you need to do to become successful, mm -hmm. particularly maybe within that scene or otherwise. Um, I think it's also girls that go into it. You know, this is not alternative pinup burlesque all these um areas of work uh are one of the few places left in the world where you can um be completely self-created you're not going to be dictated by a producer a director mm -hmm. um a designer like it's just it's just it's completely self-sustaining you, you have to make it happen for yourself like living your own and, art so yeah exactly yeah, yeah exactly yeah mm -hmm. Uh, it, it's interesting. Yeah, it is definitely interesting. But on the on the opposite end, you know, it's hard. And so, you know, you I think girls that um, come into it because you, you you don't have gatekeepers per se, you know, you don't have agents or whatever telling you well, we're not going to sign you because X, Y and Z. Um, you might shoot you might come into the work from a place of um, mental instability. Perhaps mm -hmm. you're very insecure about aspects of yourself or you want to prove to the world or prove to other people or maybe even to your own self that you are a desirable person or you're a desirable, you know, um, you have desirable qual qualities or skill sets or whatever. And um, if you come at this particular workplace from ego, you're going to lash out at anything that might disrupt the pattern of what makes you feel comfortable so if it you know if 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 you happen to be you know win a contest or something like that you know the following year you're gonna have another person that win the contest and so you know newer and younger people show up mm -hmm. and you know you'll you'll see them kind of try to push them down sometimes because they want to be on top a little bit longer or maybe just be on top and that's it mm -hmm. and you know nobody else can come it's it's odd but it all comes from uh, extreme insecurities of mm -hmm. some sort, narcissism, mm -hmm. things like that, you know, yes. which uh, the, the entire world is, is ruled by mental instability, you know, right. just the mental health issues, which is, it boils down to most of our problems. It's mm -hmm. funny you say that. that. I always say that, you know, we're all broken. It's just a different degree. You right. know, like all people. Huh? All of Absolutely. us are. And all of us have insecurities. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But it's up to you, you know, once you've had enough years experience to recognize and to have empathy for yourself and for the other people around you to not let mm -hmm. those inconsistencies or these these personality traits that you're still working on to, you know, to drag other people down with you. It's mm -hmm. not fair. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, you have you have the freedom, especially in here in America. I mean, we're we're pretty well off out here and you know, you, you, there's a lot of self-help. There's a lot of places you can go to kind of work that out and, and you find your peace, find your happiness and, and get to a place of, you know, stability. Like Sabina uh, Kelly, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I never really knew her personally actually 
until I think she reached out to me uh, with the magazine. I, I never right. really talked to her, but she's a very grounded, yes. sweet individual that mm-hmm. understands the, you know, ins and outs and ups and downs of, of the people you can meet around in these various industries. And not just this one, it's all industries, but um, it was rather refreshing. It was a bit mm-hmm. surprised. I was a bit surprised. I didn't have a, a expectation of one or the other, but I'm just so used to, you know, the first outcome that I'm like, <laughs> it's refreshing. It's refreshing yeah. when it's like, oh, wow, you're, you're a lovely, pretty person, but also quite, um, quite kind. Yeah. Sabina's super humble. She's super sweet. Um, she's, she's a really very good... tenacious. She's a really hard worker and she's yeah. been she's... working with us now for the last like year and a half. half. We she's... really can't echo enough of what Masha's saying. Sabina is mm-hmm. like, really just you know Amazing top girl. top notch like her her you know personal qualities and like how she comes about things oh, yeah, is she's, amazing she's a full package and she's got herself rooted well mm-hmm. and it's hard that's hard that's hard to accomplish mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i don't think sabina gets a lot i i feel like she doesn't get enough um Acc- yeah, accolades? Accolades. Yeah, yeah yeah for what mm-hmm. she's done for this scene i feel like she's I mean, but she's she's also very humble. Yes, I I under I I totally understand that too. And that has I yeah. think a lot yeah. to do with that, you know, because she's not like calling yeah. it upon herself. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think I think I, I think things will catch up to the you know those. It's like also when when the initial round grouping kind of like corral of people that are around you that kind of aren't very excited perhaps about your success and mm-hmm. the things your talents and skills and all the things that you get to do and people like you and etc you know they kind of retire out to pasture and then the new corral gets formed in and those people look up to her likely that are like mm-hmm. wow you did x y and z that's why we get to be here because right. you've stabilized this community for us you've helped like maintain it and and uh keep talent coming in and mm-hmm. and uh you know inspiring more people so she's she's she'll she'll definitely see that that someday i'm sure more so than now i'm sure she gets that now but mm-hmm. she deserves more you're sure yeah hey y'all we're gonna take a quick break right quick uh let's our sponsors and we'll be right back Hey y'all, this is Double Deuce, the voice of Custom Culture Broadcast. Do your part to keep print media alive. Head on over to murphospublishing.com. You can subscribe to both magazines, Car Culture Deluxe and Old School Rods. Do your part, as everyone should. Keep print media alive. Subscribe today. If any of you out there are interested in or inquiring about sponsorship or advertising on the Custom Culture Rodcast, contact Art at MurphosPublishing.com. Do your part. Help keep print media alive. Subscribe to our Custom Culture Rodcast. Hit the five-star button. We need your support. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and we are talking with our special guest, Mosh. Mosh, you there? I am. <laughs> All right, and I know that Jamie, um, you were about ready to ask her a question right before we went to break. You want to take it? Yeah, absolutely. So, Mosh, uh, you know, we were speaking on Sabina being, you know, great, uh, really supportive. She's a big part of the scene and really kind of serving as one of the positive advocates in a world that can sometimes seem, you know, as you said, a little, little strange. 
are there any other people that you feel are good role models for the upcoming generation of models or that they can look to to maybe kind of fine tune their their uh, skills and personal uh yeah <laughs> uh, yeah no i know i know what you mean i'm not sure uh i i work with so many people and generally the people i i, I keep around and i regularly work with they're generally amazing artists and you know i try to also pull a lot from like different places rather than from within this i'm actually not familiar with the scene itself like i love like you know working in it obviously like i loved working with you guys and and talking to sabine and such so i'm a little bit out of i'm a little bit out of the loop actually with <laughs> a lot of that scene. but um in terms of uh up and coming models um i think you know give as many people um, a chance as you can because um you just never know who you're gonna really work really well with and um you know just try to be as respectful with everybody as possible and um you know, when you're fresh and coming in, you, you know, you ha your, your possibilities are really endless. So, you know, take the opportunity to be as, op as open of a book as you can with as many people as you can. So anybody will give you the time of day and collaborate with you, you know, give, give you their efforts and definitely take that, that in. And particularly if their, their personalities just really work well with you and they're kind. Mm hmm would you agree that maybe empathy is one of the most powerful tools that could help even, you know, in those areas with every interaction in general, but I feel, I feel like the empathy part um, could really help to work people to collaborate more, uh, more successfully. Do you think so? Well, 100%, you know, being able to put yourself in another person's uh, shoes, you know, I think that'll make you respect the, effort that they're giving in and maybe if they're having a bad day understand that you know they might be going through something they might be mm -hmm. going through a lot and you know maybe that wasn't particularly a great day or you know maybe they had a wonderful day and that's just that's them when they're up and up so um just being <laughs> it's just being right understanding that you know uh people are people and just uh being as respectful and um i think someone once told, i don't know if i read this or someone once told me this it's like um, they're doing the best they can, mm -hmm. you know, and maybe, and maybe that's like not that great that day. And sometimes it's very great. Right. And it's just understanding there's the ups and downs of all things. So it's like, you just let it go as they're doing the best that they can, even if it's horrible, that person's got a lot of issues. Right. <laughs> that sucks, a, to, sucks to be them. They're doing the best that they can. Oh my God. It's like that whole <laughs> adage that everybody's fighting a battle, you know, nothing about, you know, right. I mean, it just Absolutely. might be the straw, the, the catalyst or whatever, that if some guy loses yeah. their noodle, it has nothing to do with that one thing. It just happened to be something silly, mm -hmm. you know? Oh, and you turn around absolutely. and go, and then they come back and go, man, and I'm, uh, you know. Hopefully, I've, I've hopefully. Well. There's a lot of people that act like assholes and then don't apologize for being assholes. So that's the problem. There's a lot of people that don't get it, that's, too. That's though. the best that they can do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Trying their best. <laughs> Some of us are just born to be just an asshole. Yeah. So, and that's just sometimes that's so you know, some yeah. some of us are born to be just dicks. It's it's yeah. like it's there's a um they're interesting to interact with, especially if you just don't take it personally, you know. So so long as like it's just really it's like watching a clown, but like your own personal <laughs> show, right? And it's like, and it's just like. 
It's interesting. It really is. And you just can't take it personally, though, which is the hardest thing to do, right? It's the mm-hmm. idea of growing thick skin. And um, a lot of people lose their way uh, because they get so emotionally affected by another individual. And it's completely understandable why. But it's you got to just let it go and just yeah. look at it for what it is, which is just, quite frankly, mm-hmm. silly. It's just silly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, uh, I hope. And newer, newer, anybody new coming into anything needs to just, that's just the number one piece of advice you gotta you know as, as long as you're being as good as you can be ideally it's quite quite good um you can't you, you know you can't worry you know you 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 just can't you can't let other people beat you down like that and you definitely um can't take things personally and just recognize that it just might be the best that they can do for you that day that's it. Totally agree. I, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things I was listening to y'all that I really picked up and was Mosh talking about how, you know, it's really important to kind of continue to give people chances. Like everybody mm-hmm. should really have a chance to come in and do or try and be what they love or their passion, pursue their passions, what have you. But with the magazines, you know, we have, Charlie and I have tried to really perpetuate the opportunity for people that maybe didn't have it prior to us being here. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm getting at is like in the custom core culture in particular, we feel like, you know, with us, there's an opportunity for anybody to, to be here or do something with us with these magazines or be in or be on. So I think about like we were talking about Sabina, you know, her her first cover I believe was Car Culture Deluxe. I that was yeah. the first her, cover she ever she had. She said Car Culture Deluxe made her career. It made her career. And I feel like we're trying to preserve that, you know, we're trying to preserve the opportunity for people to come and be recognized or have the spotlight on them and be mm-hmm. a part of culture and open doors. I mean, we want to preserve print media, keep it alive. We want to keep these magazines going and keep the opportunity for people to be in print and have that experience and for everyone for mm-hmm. anyone you know right. to be able to do that yeah exactly oh that's so nice i didn't know that was a one of sabina's or her first cover that's yeah. really that's really nice wow. yeah and we actually I, shot her she shot our hundredth cover too yeah we were fortunate enough to like talk to her i reached out to her and i was like Hey, I was so nervous to talk to her. I was like, "Hey, will you shoot with us?" And she's like, "Oh my gosh, you t- you bought that magazine and blah blah blah." And then it's so weird. She's so sweet and so down to earth. You just become we've just become fast friends. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's yeah. on the one hundredth issue of yeah, Car Culture Deluxe. Yes. Yep. And I believe that was her fourth cover. Yeah. With the magazines. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, that's cool. You know, I kind of think of Sabina. I don't know. I don't pretend to know modeling, of course, but I kind of think as Sabina is kind of being a pioneer yeah. in, in the research of pinup. You know, she's an OG. You know? <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's great taste. Definitely um, provided an image for. You know, um, I don't want to pin, pin, pigeonhole her or anything and call her like a oh, tattooed model, but definitely mm-hmm. showed a lot of versatility mm-hmm. of that particular kind of look. Which unfortunately, yeah, you do wind up getting you know a bit pigeonholed with once you start getting ink and I think she's showed uh you know the the possibility of variety and flexibility and you know the the, the distance you can go with that because I think she worked with David LaChapelle and a bunch yeah. of really yeah. really amazing yeah. people yeah. so so um which is a big deal that's massive so that's she's gone great strides she mm-hmm. has she's, mm-hmm. and she's she's another one like yourself that is has her 
well, lack of a better term, hand in many different cookie jars. You know, yeah. a lot of different, <laughs> lot of different things. And she's a busy lady. Very, very. Yeah. And, and she's going to be even more busy with the magazines too. Yeah. Oh gosh, we gave her a whole new job with the magazines. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So, so, Moss, I wanted to ask you, what do you, what are you working on now? What's what's next for you? What do you what's what's up and coming? What are you up to? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, it's a lot of things. Just kind of like really early on in the burner. So um, there are things I'm expanding on for the shop. And um, I just uh, opened a, a, a company, like a whole separate entity for me, but I'm only launching that a bit, like maybe halfway through the year. So I'm a bit, I think it's like too early for me to say what it is, but um, yeah. So it's like stuff like during quarantine, during quarantine and, and the virus, uh, the coronavirus situation, um, I was able to catch up to things that I've had on the back burner instead of just modeling or doing shows all the time. I actually had an ability to like reprioritize things and um, have uh, put set forth plans that will be in place, hopefully like a decade, two decades, three decades from now. Nice. So, um, so yeah. Um, Good that for you. Hopefully- Hopefully that'll, that'll all continue. So yeah, it's been just been that. And then the standard stuff of like filming or shooting or things like that. So yeah. Kind of like, oh my gosh. Is it clothes? Peaked all is, it <laughs> is it makeup? Is it something I can put on my body? <laughs> uh, always put something on your body, hon. But like <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think, uh, you know, a bunch of people will be able to enjoy it. Maybe you and uh, yeah. I can't oh, wait. Yeah. Well, when it gets closer to your time, are you it's- ready? You're ready to, Tell every tell the world all about it. You contact us, man. We'd love to have you back on. Yeah. Oh, I'll roll right back over. Thank you. Right. You ever need anything from us? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yeah. No, you guys have been absolutely wonderful. Such a pleasure working with with you guys, and I was so so happy of the cover. I loved. Um, I, I was I was excited to see it. As someone a bunch of people sent me photos of it on stands and stuff. So I was like, oh my god. I know. Amazing. It's a big deal during pandemic still managed to make it onto a cover <laughs> we did it amazing good work girl yeah. great job great yeah. job <laughs> well, thanks guys Mosh if people want to connect with you on social media or or see see your your product or whatever how, how can people get a hold of you I you know lounge about on Instagram a lot so officially Mosh is my handle there and uh, things come up here and there but mainly from there and then their links are all on there so it makes it easy for people me my shop is ohmymosh.com so <laughs> yeah that also has all the links so and then uh all that stuff links up to my lingerie line i have with dotty's delight um that wear all the time somehow these sheer garments stuff. i don't know <laughs> dotty's delight yeah. is amazing lingerie they have beautiful lingerie yeah. um and it's yeah. all hand sewn right i believe <laughs> Yeah, technically, most lingerie is handmade. No matter what, like if it's mass produced or not, all all it's there are no machines actually make oh, a lot of lingerie garments. That. Except, yeah, everything is still technically handmade, um, in, including mass production, except for like the silicone or like the 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 um, what do you call it? The pressed cups, like the you know the like the push up bras yeah. and things like that. Like those, I think are those are somehow machine made, but. Um, yeah, but Dottie's in particular does a lot of intricate work by hand. A lot of, you know, every every everything that she has made is is just incredible. She once made this velvet bed jacket that was like 1930s style that looked identical to a 1930s jacket, which is hard 
for a modern creator to make these days. Yeah, it's just like a lot of that stuff is a lost art. She she made she had a limited edition run of it. I wish she I wish she had more of them actually. I'd like to buy another one. <laughs> but um <laughs> but uh yeah, no, she's she's incredible and I think she's been a big supporter also of the scene and uh has, has provided stuff for a lot like, of um, a lot of events yeah. a lot, she's she's yeah. a lot of models i've she's been every she's everywhere she's everywhere love her stuff. yeah 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 so i like attached myself to her like a parasite <laughs> and was like you will you will also take me on these things <laughs> you will take my stick figure drawings and you will make them into physical things <laughs> for me <laughs> But yeah, no, she's she's rad. I love working with her. I think we're going on almost uh, I don't remember how long I've been. Almost ten years I've been working with her. But the line I think is like eight years old now or something like that. Seven. It's been a while. Nice. She's amazing. Oh so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I do have two. Well, I have like a hundred questions, but I won't <laughs> do that to any of you. But I do have I have two questions. If you don't mind me asking. Sure. First one, uh, what's on your playlist right now? What's your? Oh. Do you have any like go-to songs playlist on like, playlist? Yeah, uh, I um, love buying really cheap records, and I particularly have been buying seventy-eights right now um, because I'm sampling stuff for d- different projects. And oh. so, uh, I don't. I am not listening to any playlist right now. I'm literally, if it's a dollar and it's a record, I will buy it. I don't care how if it has like a fish on it or it has a sexy lady on it. Doesn't matter. It has a bare naked man. It doesn't matter what's on it on the cover. I will buy it <laughs> and uh, I will play it. And there's something I'm probably going to borrow from it. But particularly the 78s um, right now, I have like my gramophone re um, reworked when um, during oh, wow during the pandemic and um nice. i had already worked i sold it got another one and dragged into the house and it's like our heat wave and uh yeah um that's that i i'm sorry i sound boring but yeah no. that's no, 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 no. no. <laughs> That's not I'm just a bent over just like, you know, spinning that damn spindle thing. Um, getting these uh, things <laughs> working. But yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. I do want to ask, so again, out of the 100, there's one additional question I'll put you through. Um, of, you know, the different locations, whether it be in the U.S. or anywhere else that you've performed uh, your burlesque act, or you've gone to model for any certain thing, what is the best location Why location that you've experienced as far as enthusiastic appreciation by the audience or simply the creative environment that is cultivated there? Where is your favorite place that you have gone to for your work that really inspired you? Uh, in no particular order, um, France, Paris. Italy, anywhere in Italy, uh, and New Orleans have been the wildest. Was it the audience, or was it a lot to do mm-hmm. with the environment of? Oh, uh, both, both. Like, I mean, Paris was chic. It was during Fashion Week, and it was. Um, it was oh, and I have to say, I mean, um, also, I, I got to perform in Monaco apparently for. Um, I was told last minute for the Prince of Monaco. And, oh. uh, yeah, <laughs> they're like, right, wow. the oh, yeah, by the way, the no big deal. Out there. No, no big deal. This is a family. Whatever. Do a good job. Don't fall down the stairs. <laughs> <Nothing> <laughs> uh, that was, um, that was the most, 
like lavish environment, I would say. So it was it, like we got dressed in the, within like parts of the casino and like within the big ballrooms of the casino. So like these intricate, you know, um, carvings in the ceiling. It's just the most opulent setup I've I've seen yet. So that and then, um, but Paris, it was it was just very fashionable. I mean, fashionable, just like very incredibly uh, creative, beautiful people out in the audience. Um, plus, I think I went on like past midnight, so they were all plastered, so it's very easy to perform for there. And <laughs> they're the most fun once they get once they're just trying. To, they're sort of just in the good time moment. They're in that mood. It's it's great. Um, so um, Italy is always uh, a very appreciative audience. So I always love performing in Italy and New Orleans. Just. Same thing. Just I don't know if it's that heat. I don't know what it is. <laughs> the humidity. They got ants. They got ants in their pants. I don't know what it is. It's probably it's those the... damn hurricane drinks. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, that's what Deuce yeah. was saying. He he got arrested yeah. when he oh, went there. France, Italy, New Orleans, and what are three places I've got myself in a whole heap of trouble in? Yeah. <laughs> oh my Have god. Have you been to New Orleans, uh, beeps? Hot, stinky, smells like puke street. Did you go to jail? <laughs> I did not. You didn't go to jail. You just, I think you just, you just described Florida. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Florida's horrible. I remember when I landed in Florida, I was like, yuck, no. I went, I want to go back to Texas and it was summertime in Texas. So I was like, that tells you a lot. <laughs> well, where, where, where in Florida did you go? It was Destin, Florida. So right it was like, yeah. I don't, I don't even uh, know what, what is that. It's, it's right like, next to Pensacola. It's, yeah, it's up there. It's right on the Gulf. It's a little tiny, like a little tiny beach town. And it's like a beach in it's the country. Keep, kind a, of it's like. It's a beautiful uh, area. But, it's a cute oh, little. So, uh, yeah. so sticky. It's yeah. so hot. <laughs> sticky. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. They, uh, I, I do love the, um, in South Beach, it's the, um, you know, Miami Deco Rose. That's where Deuce like, just got back stuff. from. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that that's acceptable. The rest of it can float away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> May you sink into the sea. <laughs> well, yeah. Not with the people, but you know. No, no, no. Just, 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 just the land. Just the land. Just the land. We'll yeah. send a hot air balloon to pick everybody up. <laughs> right. Right. Take right. A slow cruise or back. you know. Right. Or the Key West, you know, Key West, I think that's where Hemingway's house is. And it is? Had, um, oh, wow. I didn't know. Yeah. Pa- I Papa think... Doble. Go get down there and get a Papa Doble, the drink called the Hemingway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And awesome. they, um, yeah. And I think they, and they're, his, his, I think he left his, when he left his property, well, he, you know, passed away before his time, but um, he, um, he had a lot of six toed cats. And yeah. they bred right. them to each other, <gasps> and the whole house is overpopulated. Absolutely true. It's absolutely true. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a whole. Yeah. We could go on and on about this. He was an odd duck, and man, he was awesome. But absolutely also true. Invented one of my favorite drinks, uh, Death in the Afternoon, yeah, which is uh, with champagne and absinthe. So yeah. it's delicious. <laughs> Have you had that? Drink I know. Tips? I've had champagne and absinthe, yes. Yeah. Probably in a drink together, too. But <laughs> oh. I can't remember that. <laughs> it's not uncertain, but okay, we'll take that. Are you still hungover from that? <laughs> he sounds like he's still hungover. Hey, Marsh, thank, we got we to end this thing, but thank you so much for, for, for calling in and being our guest, man. This has been a fun episode. It's been nice, nice hearing from you, talking to you. 
Um, so people can get, can get a hold of you on Instagram at officially mosh and uh, uh, they can hit you up on there and find everything else you got rock and rolling. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a shopping list in there. So cool. Perfect. Well, good. Thank you. Thank you again. <laughs> thank you. Mosh. We appreciate you. Have a thank great you, night. Mosh. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. Thanks. And we're going to take a quick break and then uh, Jamie brains. We're going to talk to you here for a minute about, about what you got going on uh, with your um, rock and roll high school show. <laughs> All right. Give yeah. us one minute. We'll be right back. If any of you out there are interested in or inquiring about sponsorship or advertising on the Custom Culture Rodcast, contact Art at MurphosPublishing.com. And we're back with Jamie Brains. I would like you to tell us about your future column. I, I'm not saying this right. You're a fe- future, featured a columnist. Featured columnist. And I can't for some Who's reason about say to this. Start writing a badass column. Right, there it is. In Car Culture Deluxe. That's it. Called the Rock and Roll High School, right? Rock and Roll High School. <laughs> that is correct. Rock and Roll High School. There we go. Yes. The cool kids do yes. it. Yeah. Yeah. So my idea behind that is, you know, I've, I've been a music nerd for as long as I can remember, uh, probably since the womb. And as much as I've always kind of um, felt like, oh, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a music buff, like I, you know, like diving into the history I'm learning so much over the past year in particular, because, you know, we all had lots of time to uh, think about things and have more time on our hands than we otherwise would have. Um, I'm realizing that there's so much I don't yet know. There's so much to learn. I mean, even speaking of Texas in particular, there are so many of the pioneers that are from Texas and they're within arm's reach, you know, Um, there's just a really rich history and, in the rockabilly roots world. And I feel like there is a message that's left to emphasize um, kind of on the social unity that came from rockabilly. You know, you've got audiences of mixed race uh, in one place and eventually they're uh, enjoying their rocking out to Elvis Presley together. And you know what I mean? Like there's socially unifying things I've just found to be really fascinating. There's a lot of, uh, emphasis on my upcoming column and my nerdy research in general on the women of rockabilly mm-hmm. who you don't quite hear about as much um, in large part due to the fact that during their heyday during the 50s when they were around and they were kind of up and coming it was very difficult for a woman a to have a career because most women didn't work then, as we all know mm-hmm. and be you know be able to uh basically be one of the guys keep up with them don't a lot of artists face a lot of adversity as well as you know many people in general during that time but there's a fascination i have with the women in rockabilly because overcoming the social adversity kicking ass and doing it in some cases better than the men were Mm -hmm. um what woman in rockabilly do you think did it the best Second wave, and when I say second wave, I mean there there is a first wave that became that was before Wanda Jackson. Uh, women like Ruth Brown and Laverne Baker, these amazing, I mean, soulful, sassy. I mean, mm-hmm. some of the most, you know, you can listen to it and get chills because you can just hear and feel their soul in it. And they are the black artists who originally. Um, sang a lot of these songs that we have all come to know and love so much, you know, by people, I don't know if you guys 
have heard of this uh, this artist Elvis Presley. Um, you know, <laughs> no, never heard of you know, twice songs, in passing. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> songs that we hear that we go, oh, that's Elvis Presley. Well, actually, in reality, uh, that is an artist. That's Big Mama Thornton you're hearing. That's right, him see. covering it. That was them, uh, the music world kind of presenting a more socially acceptable artist. So it's, it's very interesting to kind of dive back into that. So back to your question. I like to ramble. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wanda Jackson. Wanda Jackson, to me, um, uh, Janice Martin is another one, too. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with Janice Joplin. Janice Martin is another one. She is one of the, the, you know, just predecessors of the rockabilly roots uh, music world. They embody, you know, just being a badass and singing their their hearts out. And they were not one to, to, you know, cower down when the men were kind of running the show. You know, they're right up there with them. And as, as I've been told by a current artist in the rockabilly world who has had the luck of playing revival shows with Janice Martin in particular, he describes her. And, you know, this is like my ideal best friend in a nutshell right here. She walked in with a beer in one hand, a cigarette in the other. She was one of the guys. She had great humor, you know, kind of that, like one of the guys kind of foul, you know, like funny humor, like, you know, just one of the guys and, you know, her along with Wanda Jackson, I've uh, recently kind of delved more into this um, thing with Wanda Jackson. The people that I idolize are ones that not only are they great artists, but they've, they're good they have a good heart. They're, they're good people. Like they do things such as, you know, um, uplifting new artists that come in. And in Wanda Jackson's case in particular, there's a story about her, which I, when I read this, that's what kind of kicked her from, I love this artist. She makes great music to, wow, that's a badass. That's someone to idolize right there is they were playing a show. Her band was playing a show in the South. And, you know, during the time that we're talking about, we obviously know that things were tense. And she had a guitar player named Big Al Downing. Big Al Downing was a black man. He uh, was in her band. And basically, they went to go set up for a show. And the club owner came over to Wanda and said, hey, he can't be on the stage. He can't play here. And she goes, all right, boys, pack it up. Let's go. So she put her foot down. Like, she had a moral compass there, too. And I feel like it may have been kind of an underdog uh, uh, kind of partnership. If she's a woman, you know, she knows what it's like to kind of be held down and and she empathized and stood up for someone who, you know, otherwise was being treated unfairly. You know, that to me says a lot. And Mm -hmm. I I love that. And there's a lot of stories like that within, within the people in the music world that I idolize and people that continue to do so. But I just think it speaks about their talent beyond just a record, you know? Definitely. Man, that's yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm thinking about everything you're talking about and like, when you brought up earlier on about these women, how Elvis Presley was was <clears throat> kind of like imitating that, you know, like like saying, yeah, no, it wasn't really him; it was these ladies or these guys, or whatever. I know there's a lot of Delta Blues inside that as well, where mm-hmm. you know he was kind of where he'd say something, and, and anybody who knew look over and go, "Man, he stole that from this cat or this cat <laughs> or whatever." You know, it's just it's amazing on how much that the culture, rock and even the rock and roll culture, is just based on. You know, people you've never heard of, people you ne- you you know, or people that most people have never heard of, and you found these people out, and like, oh man, you guys got to go back and hear the real story. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, yes. And, and that really is kind of my ultimate vision for all of the upcoming topics and things that I will uh, learn about along with the audience and the the readers is that 
you know, they're, they're just so much more there, you know, there's so much more there. And I believe there's certain people, you know, some people like just casual listeners, but it's a fascinating history. And I feel like, um, it's important to tell it because these people got to their point because of others who made it possible for them. And it's important to kind of understand the stepping stones to truly appreciate the final form in which you know it. You know, you kind of understand the music on a whole nother level when you understand, you know, what kind of adversities were going on, who, who sang this originally, what were they inspired by? You know, I love that dig. I mean, I've got my shovel and my bucket out constantly and <laughs> digging, digging, digging because I Sit love it. I can't it. get enough. <laughs> I can't get enough. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, cool, man. Jamie, what are you going to be talking about in your first column in the magazine? When is the first column? Is it going to be like CKD 107 or 108? It's September. It's at the September issue. It's September seventh. Should, I think be, uh, should be the first one. And one hundred eight. One hundred eight. Yeah, we're excited for that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. I'm so excited. Yeah, so grateful I, for the I, opportunity to I be able hate... to do this. Like, it's super important, and I, I'm just really thankful to be able to have uh, the opportunity to let this music nerd out on the table. <laughs> We love you. We love having you. I think this is going to be really cool. We have a lot of music that goes into the magazines, and I, I think that um, there's no better person for the job. So, yeah, no. yeah. I love the history behind everything. Yeah. You know, and most history, as you've heard the phrase, has been written by the, by the victors. Mm-hmm. What the cool thing is is you, we can you're delving into the music, and figuring out where it all really stems from. You know, right. I think that 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 to me is as cool as Christmas, man. That that's yeah. just. I, I love you know, that. when you do that, it really, I mean, even just speaking generally, and maybe for the people who aren't gigantic music geeks, but you really, like, once you delve into that history, the next time you listen to it, I can guarantee you that you're going to have a different feeling. You're going to understand it more, and it's going to resonate more, kind of understanding mm-hmm. that. So many that, different that levels. History. Absolutely. Yes, so absolutely. many different levels. That See, that... That to me is just cool. Once again, I get chills in my arms when I talk about cars and, <laughs> and different things, and I'm getting chills in my arms now talking about this because it's just the cool thing. The, the the people who originated this music, the passion that they had, that maybe three or four different tiers over, like you you know you're separated by maybe that was somebody who was famous or here on the radio, but it started way before them, you know, and, and how it all began. I think is that's gonna be it's gonna be a cool being able to read your your column is going to be cool on the history of these things and how they began you know where you talk about the music and then you break it down to where it all started from man that's going to be Mm -hmm. oh absolutely you you know my overall goal is to kind of you know sustain our current uh you know rockabilly roots enthusiasts as well as um, kind of strike the interest of someone who otherwise would have, you know, kind of been like, eh, you know, rockabilly music, you know, it's not, you know, not really interested. I'm hoping to kind of grasp some new listeners when they kind of see the history and go, oh, whoa, this is, this is like more interesting than I thought. Right, it's the, not just Elvis or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think that there will be a, a message that will come across that there's a little bit more to it aside just from the great music. And, you know, I want to sustain and help, you know, there's a lot of um, contemporaries that are around now that I would like to impair with telling you the historical figures kind of um, make people more aware of some of the people that are carrying the torch right now and doing a damn good job at it. Mm-hmm. So, right. 
Yeah. Well, I think that uh, you know our listeners and our readers are all in for a treat here. Absolutely, when we start mm-hmm. to see our rock so. and roll high school <laughs> column post haste and CKD one hundred eight coming mm-hmm. up here. Yep, and she'll yeah. be doing some little tidbits here on CKD yep. episodes yep. on we'll, the podcast. We'll be able to um, be able to check in with Jamie on a regular and see what she's got going. Mm-hmm. Look forward to that. Absolutely, yeah. Jamie Brains. We appreciate you very much, ma'am. I'm looking forward to reading everything you got coming up. Yeah. Awesome. I'm excited to bring it to y'all. Right on. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening to yes. Custom Culture Rodcast, brought to you by Car Culture Deluxe and Old School Rod Magazines. We would like everybody out there, take a minute, follow us on, on our social media accounts at Custom Culture Rodcast. It's on Facebook. It's on Instagram. Um Hit the subscribe button, rate us, hopefully all stuff five stars because we're, we're awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, leave a review, and that will help the podcast or broadcast reach more people. We want everybody. I want to hear a guy from Reykjavik, Iceland. I want to be able to read this. I can't read this. Hit the translate button and go, hey, man. I heard your broadcast. It's either awesome or it sucks, but either way, you heard it. And that's what I wanted. I, mean, I want everybody out around, man, to get this thing. So, yeah. once again, our we are on uh, Instagram, Facebook at the Custom with a C, Culture with a K, Rodcast, R O D C A S T. Once again, everybody, thank you for tuning in to our Rodcast, and we will talk to you soon. I'm Double Deuce. We got Murpho. Thank you, Deuce. See you and, next time. Buddy. And the real. Mrs. Murphy, Charlie Murphy. Real Mrs. Murphy. Later, Gators. Later, Gators. We are signing out. Thanks again, y'all. Tune in to Custom Culture Rodcast, brought to you by Car Culture Deluxe and Old School Rods Magazine.